All right, welcome back on the show, bud. I, there's not much of an intro because I don't know. I could change the name of this podcast tomorrow. God knows how this is gonna work. Uh, Red October, finally back. Phillies are playing the Marlins, which you tweeted in our group chat. They are kind of worried about them. I'm personally not, but I think that's surprising that you're not worried about that. Cause the little fish boys and like, I place so much emphasis or value or stock, whatever you want to say, on playoff experience. And what about this Marlins team suggests that they can handle a big-time playoff spot? Like, they just finished the season 5-5 five and five in their last 10 when they needed to seal the deal. So already they've had moments where they haven't necessarily won. Luis Arias is dealing with an ankle injury, so he may not be healthy for the whole series. And if a Lu- Luis Arias isn't healthy, that's a big blow to an offense that already struggles. And also the fucking Marlins like their last playoff appearance and and their playoff only playoff appearance in like this decade and it was the COVID de- year right? yeah it was the COVID year I was gonna say this century but I remembered 2003 yeah so had to edit that in my head uh, so I'm not worried about it but like why are you worried about the Marlins I'm worried because when's the last time the Phillies have won a season series against the Marlins it has been a little, little bit I think I saw it was like they haven't I think it was four of the last five season season series the Marlins have won. It's been bad, and I've been to a couple of Marlins games over the past couple of years, and I haven't seen one win. <laughs> to be fair, they didn't have more home games this year uh, than the Marlins. So the Marlins had seven home games versus the Phillies six in the thirteen game series, but the Phillies were worse at home than on the road. They were two and four at home against them versus four and three on the road. So it is a little bit worrisome. However. You would maybe think that Nola and Wheeler outside would be better for them instead of their dome. You would think because their statistics are much better when they pitch at home. Uh, I mean, Nola's been iffy against the Marlins for his whole career. Wheeler has only had one outing against them this year at home and one run compared to his three runs and two runs at the other away starts. Nola's been really bad. I think it's, what was it, a six... So this this season he in three starts against the Marlins he has an 0-2 record 6.75 ERA yes. 18 strikeouts which not ideal six strikeouts per game uh, so every single game he had six strikeouts I know that Wheeler he has a three ERA against them this year so well here I think that's it's also a worrisome no it's worrisome but here's where like I almost did I almost discredit statistics during the regular season because we were in that stadium last season. And how much that stadium was rocking. Like, home field advantage, I think, and this happens every single playoff in a sport that rolls around. This this postseason is different than the other ones. But in home field advantage, I do think baseball, that plays such a huge part in the players getting comfortable, especially pitchers. And Wheeler, his two of, we were talking about earlier, two of his three starts against the Marlins this year were on the road. Yeah. And I think, and the only start, at home was what was it one and run on yeah. at home i think wheeler game one sets the tone that building's rocking this is our chance to finally get back to the world series i think that this team is just gonna shove it just i think we i think wheeler goes seven maybe eight and possibly lets up one and run maybe two and i think that we're gonna see the bryce harper from last postseason my my concern for the Phillies is the lineup depth. Who's going to step really? up? Really, I because Kyle Schwarber 
is like my ex-girlfriend. I love, I love Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> I love Kyle Schwarber, too. I think he is second to Bryce Harper, I think, in, like, embracing the city and stuff. And he's just a Philly dude through and through. However, yeah. the man is hitting sub 200. And we just went through this last postseason <laughs> where he didn't have, like, a single hit in the wild card series. I think he was, like, hitting, like, less than 100 before the World Series or something. Exactly. And he was, like, one of the best players in the World Series, if I remember. But, yeah, I, I see your point. But he's the modern-age baseball player now, right? Hits 45-plus home runs, walks the most in the league, and then strikes out the most in the league, which we were talking to some people. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's nuts. Those stats are absurd. The most walks, the mo- uh, I think he's, like, third in home runs because I think Otani still had him beat even though he didn't play. And then um, the guy on the Braves, Austin Riley? No, Matt Olson, is it? Yeah, Matt Olson was – Matt Olson hit, like, 50-something. Uh, he was crazy. But it is the modern baseball player now, but – I'm not as worried we about the depth because the only position I'm worried about is the fact that, and not even position, that Rob Thompson refuses to just give up on the lefty-on-lefty kryptonite, and he's scared to play the better player of Brandon Marsh versus Christian Pache, or it may be Johan, but Johan's also a righty, I believe. So, like, Johan's going to play. I think they're going to put Pache in left field or something like that. One of them will move. So, Schwarber did finish second in home runs. He finished 47 with 47. Pete Alonzo, second with 46. Olsen led the league with uh, 54. Golly. Yeah, he, he had a great season, which I, I told you that's but, what I'm worried about with the Braves, but that's for another time. Well, I mean, home run-based teams, and this is where this argument's going to be kind of contradictory. Like, <laughs> home run-based teams, I feel like most of the time don't succeed, right? The, the Yankees have tried to do this with the Judge and Stanton duo. I mean – the Mariners teams of like the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s tried to do it when they were setting records and stuff. I mean, we just had what last year, two years ago, the Twins set a record. Yeah, something like that. They were yeah, like the, just tw- the Twins were hitting it left and right, and, and that that team hasn't won a playoff game in 20 plus, almost 20 years now. Like the most like irrelevant like number one seed every year. Like I feel like exactly the past two years they've just been very good. And well, the NL Central is just dog turd. Yeah, it's so really bad. That's, that's a big part of it, but. Getting back to, like, the Marlins and the Phillies, I think we forget sometimes. People want to label the Phillies as, like, this home run slugging team. I think people forget how much small ball was played during the playoffs. And now, in critical situations, guys like Bryson Stott, Bryson Stott, Nick Castellanos, who was slumping like no one's ever slumped before going into the last year's playoffs. And then he hits a critical, like, single. Like, they're just – there's a lot of small ball that I think is going to get really underestimated – and I think that's going to be a huge factor throughout the playoffs, not just this series. And ultimately, like, I just – yes, the Marlins, like, they beat they beat them in the regular season. I just think the playoffs are so different. I think, like, guys like Bryce Harper, JT, Trey Turner. Like, you mean to tell me, like, Trey Turner doesn't want to win a playoff game in Philly after this? He's the only one that's won it all on this team, I think. He is. No, you're correct. I, I well, think, oh, no, Schwarber. Yeah, Schwarber's Schwarber. won it all. So – like, that's where the experience comes from. But, like, you also mentioned the experienced teams. Like, this team didn't have any experience besides really Schwarber last year. So, like, that's why I see the Marlins as this, as Josh Bell has the experience for them. And he's the Philadelphia killer in baseball, and it's terrifying for them to play him. But, but another big Josh factor. Bell, if Josh Bell is the leader in my clubhouse and is saying, 
hey guys, follow me. I like our chances. <laughs> I do too, but you you talk about the small ball, and you lost your biggest small ball player in Gene Segura that is last true. year. And oh, Jimmy Six. He was the reason why they won the Cardinals series, in my opinion, with that clutch ninth inning hit oh, yeah. right through the gap, and although it may have went off a glove, and it could have been an error, but I think they ruled it as a hit. He is probably the most clutch small ball player for this team uh, last year. I think that Bryson Stott is – what, like a top 10 two-strike hitter this year. Mm-hmm. And Alec Bohm has less than 100 strikeouts, and he's played 150 games. That's incredible. Mm. So I think that this whole team, besides the two top-end guys of Castellanos and Schwarber, they strike out a lot. Uh, everybody else, they, they like to just get longer at-bats and either walk or put the ball in play and see what happens. Uh, I am worried about JT. He's been really bad this year. Me and you have talked about this so much. I mean, he's a double play king in Philadelphia at the moment. And Castellanos, there was a stretch there where he could only hit it to shortstops and second baseman, and I've wanted to just put my foot through my television. (laughs) Well, he, at the end of the year, has been incredible. I mean, like, since the September 11th doubleheader, he's just turned it completely around. So, I mean, there was one point. Coincidence, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I think it's just weird because seeing Castellanos, there was at one point, I think, like, with eight games or so, he had more RBIs than hits. Um, and then he had, like, eight home runs in, like, 11 games or whatever it was. So he really flipped it around from slumping. He probably had the biggest slump after the All-Star break than anybody on this oh, team. He dropped from 315 to 275. Yeah, 268. Oh, my God. It was even worse. He's hitting 267, uh, 276 right now or something like that. So, yeah, he really slumped. Like, yeah, how you drop, like, 40-plus points or whatever. And there was that series There was that series in Miami. He was back in his hometown, and there was the there was a story, I think, from Alex Coffey of the Inquirer where she said he was, like, back home with his family, and he was in his, like, family's batting cage and was like, let's get this shit right. And I never, I never have a problem or like question Cassianos' dedication because he's always a guy that seems like he does whatever it takes to get his head right and get comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's going to be much more comfortable in his second postseason in Philly. Bryson Stott has been an absolute magician with two strikes on him. This man will, this man is Chase Utley 2.0. He fights. Uh, that's what I do like about him. He's like the quiet Philadelphia killer. Like, I like how Chase was. How he was a little bit talkative, but just did his own work and just went to battle every night. So that's what I do like about Bryson. I'm just smiling because now I'm thinking of like Frank the Tank me rants about Chase Otley, and I'm just like, yeah. I love when Mets fans <laughs> go through pain. I, just, I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I just see this as a sweep. It should be. I mean, you have two of arguably, I would say, top 15 pitchers in the league with how they've pitched the last couple of years. And – uh, electrifying pitchers and Nolan and Wheeler it can be an argument that they're not top 15 but I, I can make an argument uh, that they're yeah they're I, up there I'm gonna disagree with that you can and there are a lot of amazing pitchers out there however with an environment like this I would take them over a lot of pitchers in their own home stadiums oh, yeah, 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 yeah. so that no, that's kind of my yeah. my basis of in the environment they feel like they're on cloud nine and Nolan likes the warmer weather yes and it can get a little bit cold in Philly but um, I think the day that he pitches, it's supposed to be really warm. Tomorrow is supposed to be, I think, one of the warmest days in October. Like at this point, it's supposed to be 80 degrees tomorrow. Oh, so, nice to know global warming's yeah, coming. Yeah, exactly. But like, I we need to continue to harp. It's what can this pitching staff do? I think. I think that this offense definitely caught a lot of fire at the end of the year. They're figuring stuff out. Bryce, he was kind of like 
the up and down stock market to me. He would be way up and then go 0 for 16 with like 8Ks and then way back up and be like 8 for 10 in the next two games. So Bryce Bryce is going to Bryce. That's the bottom line. Um, and playoffs are different. He is the most Philadelphia athlete I think Philadelphia has ever had oh, in a long 100%. time. Maybe, maybe not ever, but in a long, long time. It legitimately feels like since Allen Iverson. Yeah, and I don't and think he said he wished that he was like grown up here, and like this is where he wishes that he was, and like yeah. it's crazy considering like how well he was to Washington for a while, and how everybody loves him in Washington, but like he sees the difference of cities, and like he embraces the the hatred of the fans sometimes towards players. And oh my god, dude, dude, I love it. It's awesome, and I agree. Like where, I mean Harper has to be if we're doing like a Philadelphia athlete Mount Rushmore. I would put him up there. I mean, he brought this team out of the slums. Like currently, like currently, current athletes. And Bead was on mine for a while. Bead's off my list. <laughs> I don't George, care. George. Yeah. Well, I Embiid was it on it I'd for put a Tobias while. Harris on that list over Embiid right now. I would honestly put PJ Tucker. I think before. <laughs> I would, but I would put PJ P- Tucker before. He's putting Joel. way too much jabs at the team right now because he's trying to support Harden. I mean, what is he supposed to, like? I agree. Harden's I agree. the guy that got him a thirty million dollar deal at age thirty nine. <laughs> I would, I would ride or die for the dude that got me an extra yeah. thirty mil before I hit forty. I understand that, but I probably put like Harper, Bryce Harper, Tyrese Maxey, Travis Konechny, simply for the eat up bud mic'd up clip that will live in infant, infamy. And well, you're forgetting about your Eagles, but well, I'm trying to think of it. Well, the Eagles, it comes down to me, Jalen Hurts, and Jason Kelsey. I'd have to put Kelsey over Hurts for so. now, just because he's been here longer. Yeah, but I, I could see, I could see the Jalen Hurts argument, but I, it has to be Kelsey or even one of the defensive linemen and Brandon Graham, oh, stuff like Brandon that. Graham, because Brandon. I know we're getting off topic here, but like watching that game yesterday, as this the, happens a lot, the the fact that Brandon Graham is doing what he's doing, and he's been in the league for what 15, 16 years like now, thirty six, yeah, he's like because he's older than Fletcher Cox, yeah, he's, I think he's thirty six. He just turned thirty six. He's the longest tenured Eagles, awesome. like, and the fact, and he's came off an Achilles injury. Oh, that was like three years ago, right? Two two years ago. Yeah, and the fact that he's doing this, I'm like, yeah. This is where I accept that people just were built in a lab sometimes. Freak athletes, how Aaron Rodgers is going to come back four months after surgery. <laughs> He's going to come back. It's I, going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. I just hope he doesn't carry a flag again because that's going to be bad karma, I think. <laughs> it is. It's going to be tough. But, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, Bryce Harper, I think, is gonna, just going to go God mode again. He which 371 last year, I think. Oh, bro. <laughs> Literally. I, I have the stats, actually. That I, could pull I up. gave up. I, I remember being in the grocery store, being in Giant when he hit the Padres home run. I was so, I was so. Down. You weren't even at home watching it. No, they were down. <laughs> they were down five nothing. They were down five nothing. What do you want me to do, Jude? What do you want me to do? Watch the game. <laughs> they were down five nothing in what the sixth, seventh. Yeah, it was bad. It was ugly. Like statistically, where's that win probability chart? Like they were like point one percent or something. What thing like was that? That he hit that the eighth. Then. Eighth or ninth? Yeah. Well, last year in the playoffs, this from MLB.com in the position battle, they have him of what he hit. Let's scroll down here to first base. Harper hit 349 and an on-base percentage of 414 and a slugging or OPS. No, that has to be slugging, 746, not OPS. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's no way. Hit six home runs and 13 RBIs, and that was in 17 games of that run last year. 
the bottom line is, is that this team just needs to win. Once they get past the Marlins, they need to win one game on the road, and it's the first game. Always is the first game. I think they won the first game of every series. If I'm, if I may be wrong, however, I think that they they won game one against the Braves. I know that they won game one against Houston and they won against the Cardinals. So it's the only one is the Padres game. But I'm, I could be wrong about that one. I'm pulling it. I'm pulling. That it up. would Give be good. But the bottom line is, is all that matters is the first game in every series. I know like the statistics go crazy and. For the advanced Nikola Jokic statisticians that love that stuff to look deeper into it. I, I am a big stat guy, but bottom line is that first game is the most important one out of anything. So yeah, they won game one against the Cardinals. That was the six to three. That was the Gene series. Braves they won seven to six. Padres they won game one, two nothing. And then Nola pitched and just you know, did his Aaron Nola thing of chin the bed. Uh <laughs> And then see, there, there could be a little bit of hate from you for about Aaron Nola. There, there can be a little like, bit, I just, but I think that people, I think this year specifically, more are than any too other hard year, on him, yes, the people are too hard on him and pitchers as a whole. Because I, I've said this before, the pitch clock rules rush a, a pitcher's routine, and a pitcher's routine is almost is just as important as a hitter's routine. So you rush that, and then you MLB changes the rules to incorporate to or encourage offensive production what do you expect from pitchers like yeah. it's a, and someone could easily make the argument well blake snell's dealing right now what do you he what, is crazy he, right he, he was dealing this season he might be probably going to be in the running for the cy young race if not the winner like obviously some pitchers can can handle it well that's great for blake snell but he's also pitching in san diego most of this season and we've talked about how like some people just can't handle being in Philly in, in a playoff situation, let alone when it's yeah. cold, especially hitters. That's why, like, I'm not – I'm still not convinced that Ronald Acuna is going to be the same Ronald Acuna this postseason. That's that's hard for me to assume with Acuna. I, but, like, you pitchers are creatures of habit. I mean, this is the ex-athlete. Oh, yeah, and back in my day, uh, we my routine was the same every time. So I would, like, have probably, like, 15 16 seconds before i'd even make any motion so it, it is tough and i i understand uh the whole theory of that's why all the eras are up and i personally think and i mentioned it to you that the pitch clock should not be in the playoffs at least oh no i can't do that i don't I can't think it should another four hours i'm sorry I it's can't. not four hours though i think the games are still much faster and what you do is you basically imprint in their mind to go faster and then when you take it away they'll still go faster than they used to no they won't because then they're just gonna be like oh great now i have all this time in the world that's, like, that's a fair argument when, like literally in march or april when the pitch clock first got in, instituted and games first started getting played there was like a side-by-side -side clip of a game with the pitch clock and a game from like a World Series from like 2018 or 2019, and there was a whole inning. It wasn't a whole inning. It was just between one pitch and this next pitch. I think it was, it was the. I know what you're talking about. There was one pitcher went through a whole inning of pitches, and one at bat wasn't finished yet. I think it was yeah. that. Like it was just, it was crazy to see an entire inning get ran through with the pitch clock. Like I can't do that again. Like if the Phillies are gonna lose and this season's gonna end, at least make it like a quick death. Because this is true. Because the last thing I want to see is like just <laughs> old yellow room, yeah, right outside well, back. <laughs> facts. facts. That's why I was like, all right, five nothing. Had a good run. Padres will come back, I guess. Sure, Fernando Tatis Jr. will get some flack, but it was just 
I don't need the pitch clock taken away. It's the I, I, yeah. it's the best rule change that baseball has instituted ever. I would say ever. I think that there needs to be like a two three second bump. But I would agree yes. with a bump. Especially at Citizens Bank. Or, uh, that's my other argument that I did make to you. Either you eliminate it or add like three, four seconds in the playoffs. Because, yeah. like, give them. Oh, like, there's a reason why Alex Manoa, or however you say his last name, is like struggling. Because, no offense, he's a little bit bigger. He's, <laughs> he's puffing and puffing for air between every pitch. So that's big why boy. he struggled. Big boys stay 10 toes down for fellow big boys. Yeah. But, so. like,. I agree with the I agree with a bump. I think a bump would yes. be a solid compromise. I just don't want I just don't want uh also like the Max Scherzer move of like taking it down all the way to the very last possible second. Yeah. Cuz then it's just like it's like you had a season to adjust to this. Also, side note, did you know an at bat is different from a plate appearance? Yes. Why? Because well, it's like, not an at bat if you walk. It's a plate appearance. But you're appearance. going up to bat. Why? I I don't. So it's basically like. A plate appearance makes more sense if, like, if you switched it. Like, a plate appearance is like, he walked, that was a plate appearance, doesn't count. But an at bat is just, you're going to bat. That's literally what we say. You're going to bat. You're walking up to home to go to bat, and we're saying that doesn't count as an at bat. You've been in this world for 21 years, and you didn't know the difference. (laughs) Well, I always ask, but I never. I think I learned one time, forgot it, because this brain. It's stuff like walks and airs, or like like, fielder's choices, stuff like that. But I'm saying we should switch it. I understand that. Uh, Just don't change what isn't broken. You go up to bat. But why? This is my point. At yeah, bat I, is I, the all-encompassing should be the all-encompassing term, but it's not. I, I understand. Baseball decided no, it's a plate appearance. Rob Manfred's stupid face, I could see easily being like, "Well, guys, you know, well, it's just gotta be. It's a plate appearance. We gotta separate the two. Well, at bat batting average, so like that connects, but then plate appearance, like it should. You are going to the plate, so you're appearing at the plate. But an at bat is just whether or not. It actually correlates to your batting average. But you're going up. See, this is what I'm saying, though. You're going up to bat. If a, someone said a plate appearance to me makes more sense because it's more vague and ge- more vague okay. and like, like, generic, I guess. Whereas like an at bat is like he's going up to bat no matter what. I guess I I, I have I'm so indifferent on this. I was this, I got like <laughs> I got like legitimately mad like when I looked up the definition. I just. For five minutes, I was looking at my laptop, just like, what is this? Why are we doing this? They've had it for, what? A hundred plus years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over a century. I just, I just, I will find any reason to blame Rob Manfred and be mad about Rob Manfred for any reason. I'll just blame him for everything. Well, is he the worst commissioner, though? In current is sports he... right now? I, I don't know much about hockey, so. I... I and I know that you don't either. <laughs> I, ta- I tap into hockey during the regular season, and, like, Batman has been pretty solid lately, especially with, like, the outdoor events. Like, it expands, I, I like it ex- that. Yeah. It expanding to, like, warm weather markets. Like, we saw, like, the last postseason, all the Final Four teams were from warm weather markets. So he knows how to, like, expand. He's very much like David Stern, knows how to expand. Um, yeah. My friend Timmy will tell you all about, like, strike seasons and shit like that. He know, you know. I think Silver's struggling. But. Silver's struggling right now, especially with this rest stuff. But I think if the in-season tournament to me is dumb. Um, yeah, he's trying to save stuff that shouldn't be saved. So, like, but to, I, I don't think that Goodell's horrible either. I think that he's dealing with a lot of stuff. I think Goodell, Goodell has definitely somehow, like, salvaged his reputation. Yeah, I agree. I can't believe it. I think a lot of it does go to, like, Pat McAfee kind of supporting him. I think that is a big part of it. 
I've personally like I just think that also you have to realize that in the beginning or not even the beginning like a couple years ago he dealt with a lot of stuff and like this and it's stuff that had to be dealt with especially like in terms of um social justice movements which has to be dealt with so like he's always going to be put in a bad light but well not even just that stuff but like he I, he also made a lot of bad decisions oh 100% like the Ray Rice thing got debacled got fumbled the, I think all of the suspension stuff has been really bad like Kareem Hunt Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of bad stuff. I, I think the gam- I guess the gambling stuff is bad, but like I think it's so stupid. What? I, I don't the, know. The it, punishment is dumb or the I, pun- Yeah, like I I think it's stupid for you to for them to be upset for you betting on your team. However, I mean I guess I understand if you know that no, you're not they, gonna run the ball as much, then you bet the under on the rushing they, yards. They have to because the last the absolute last thing that the NFL needs is people questioning like the integrity it's more scandal of, stuff yeah what all like the taylor the, swift stuff now it's bro, crazy I am so over the tail we'll get to that at a later hold on but let me so finish bad. this point. we're getting off such a <laughs> tangent fine. right now that's fine who listens to this anyway it's this if if you are listening to this thank you <laughs> appreciate this brain fart train that we're on but <laughs> this happens way uh, too much with us hey that's what makes a good podcast uh so i've heard but the right the to wrap up on the Goodell stuff, like he still had to deal with like the concussion stuff and everything like that. Yeah. And also like the last thing the NFL needs is anyone legitimately like circulating on Twitter, like, hey, this player bet on his team. Maybe he missed that catch on purpose to cover his parlay or whatever or something like that. Bet his under on catches. <laughs> yeah, bet, he bet his own under basically. Yeah, I get that. And my sister who worked for NFL Films for two years, she she basically also explained that to me. But like. I don't know. The gambling scene is just going to get worse with all that stuff. I can pro- I'm can. i going to think. Oh, yeah. No, it's only going to sp- spread even more. Uh, that's a fact. Yeah. But, like, I understand where the NFL is coming from with the harsh punishments. Yeah. Now, I do think that it's insanity that you're going to suspend a player for gambling for the rest of, the, like, an entire season. Like, a guy like Calvin Ridley loses an entire season. But guys like Greg Hardy can come back into the league. Guys like Tyree Kill can get drafted. Like, guys with sketchy pasts that... Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... Well, also, like, Martavius Bryant is still shadow banned from the league for smoking marijuana. Like, yeah, exactly. And he had such a promising career to start. And then, like, Josh Gordon, that ruined his career. Stuff like that. And the like, substance, like the substance uh, abuse treatment program, for what McAfee's talking it's about. crazy. Sounds terrible. Sounds horrible. So... Transition. Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm over the Taylor Swift content. I'm fucking done with it. Like it's your new Colorado. The, this is my <laughs> point. I've I've always loved Colorado. Don't throw that. Oh, I do on too. Me. That's I on do Adam too. Sheets. That's not on me. Don't throw that Colorado slander on me. I am as football guys. Football was our route to escape the type of women yes. that love love Taylor Swift, and we all know the stereotype. And now they're here. And now they're trying to get in on our thing. And as a as guys, as football guys, I think we're trying to be protective of it as we should. Mm-hmm. Now, if there can be a happy meeting, a compromise of like Taylor Swift fans, don't ask too many questions about what the football rules. Just leave us alone. Just like be happy when she shows up on camera. But also for football guys, like I understand why girls love Taylor Swift. I kind of get it now. Like it's like how why dudes love rappers. Like she has done. 
in her songs she says and talks about things that every girl has wanted to do at some point whether it's leave a really bad relationship tell the ex-boyfriend basically screw you or f you or just cry with the curtains pulled over like she oh no like she has done things that makes her a role model that girls wish that they could do but they don't have the courage to do whereas Oh, and let me finish. Yes. And in similar way, like guys look at like rappers or country artists and say like, damn, he gets to live the life. I wish I could do that. I can't do that. I'm just going to live vicariously through the music. I understand all those things, but like, I'm not into the parasocial relationships personally with any of that stuff. Like, I think that, um, and one of my favorite YouTubers that I watch, and his name's Ludwig, and people can call me cringe for watching Ludwig. However, he has a lot of videos on parasocial relationships, and they're really bad. Like, you need to completely stay away from them. So, like, I think what that... What is a parasocial... So, it's where you, like, actually think you have a relationship with any creator or content artist or anything. Like, you think that they are... Like, here's a video that says, I'm not your friend. And basically, it's just him saying, like, don't uh, act like we know each other. Don't act like we're friends. It's oh, like it's like the Charles Barkley, I'm not kinda. your role model commercial. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So, yeah. like, it, parasocial being, like, you think that there is a connection at all with, like, the little smallest glimmer of hope. So, mm. like, I think that a lot of these uh, people, whether or not it be NFL fans and them thinking that they're connected with their teams or not, like, none of these guys will ever meet you in your life. Same yeah. thing with Taylor Swift. Like, the connections like it always is weird to me because people think that it's about them or stuff about that and that's a drastic or an extreme case but i think that connor griffin an ex-penn state alum and i know that you have a good connection with him posted a perfect tweet about it yesterday if you're gonna post her when she's cheering and clapping post her when he throws an interception when Mahomes threw the interception or something like that at least get the good clicks of seeing reactions of oh come on stuff yeah. like that like I don't know. I think that it's crazy that they put in their bio the Chiefs are two and zero as Swifties or have Taylor Swift insanity. as their Twitter banner now. That was insanity. And no, like, I think they got rid of it. I think. Well, it was there for like a day. Yeah, it's no, like, it was insanity. I was just. I understand that like the NFL is always looking to expand, and you got to capitalize on social media and like. I got a Travis Kelsey post that was posted in August first on TikTok of him mic'd up that came up on my thing today because of Taylor Swift, <laughs> and I'm not even. I, I don't even like Taylor Swift that much. Like, I don't even listen to her. I'm not a fan of her music that much. She's a great person or whatever, but, like, I don't listen to her music. But why is that coming up on my TikTok? <laughs> well, like, they're always listening. That's why. So they just the hear phone you, is. They, it's... they hear you talking about Taylor Swift, and they're like, Jude must want Taylor Swift TikToks. That's what he wants. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just I'm, I'm – I get this from my my siblings. My little siblings is, like, the hipster gene of, like, if something's too popular, then I hate it. And yes. So I have that just in my DNA. And when all these social media platforms are just being like, Taylor at the game, Taylor, Taylor's tickets. Taylor with Mama Kelsey, Mama Kelsey with Jake from State Farm at the Eagles game going back to back. Yeah. Like, come or on. Like, or it's like tickets are this much because of Taylor Swift's attending the game. And it's like, it's like I had this one thing. Don't take this away from me. That's that's what it is. It's like if because if you take she's coming to baseball next. She's gonna date Bryce Harper. Don't worry. Please no 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 no. Don't put Wait, that out. Doesn't there. he have a wife or something? Yeah, he has kids. He has a, yeah. yeah, he has a wife and kids. Yeah. So don't put that out there. Second of all, I just need her away from sports. Go back to dating the theater kids, the band, the music kids, no. that kind of crowd. Don't stay away from that. This is all we have. This is all we have, because then if you, because then if you if she starts coming into the NFL, and like, and nice she spice keep, revolution, she keeps making, 
she keeps making songs about how like guys are pieces of shit or whatever it's like well you're dating the guys you're you're seeing the guys that we love that we love yeah. but you're calling us pieces of shit so yeah. get the fuck out of here with that oh no this is all alluding to stuff so i, I don't let's get back to baseball <laughs> i mean i said philly sweep i thought we were done with that I'm oh, okay i mean i honestly think that the philly uh, the braves my position on the braves is pretty clear I still think that they're a pretty immature group, and I, I understand that. And I, I kind of want to do an overview of it all, of what we think. Okay, all right, like, fine. So you want to do a full playoff preview? All right. We don't have to. Well, clearly, we do, Jude. Like, no, I'm making the sacrifice. I just expect a kiss. In return. I, I just talked about Taylor Swift so much this week. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm sick and uh, tired no, of her. Because Colorado's lost the last two weeks, so ESPN <laughs> and the NFL have nothing to boast about. <laughs> Best prospect to come up, Shador, and I love Colorado. I love Dion and all that, but like. They need something to post about. They need their clicks. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, going back to the to the Phillies playoffs, like, I, the rest of the postseason, the biggest hurdle is going to be can they beat Atlanta? Because I think if they beat Atlanta. They've owned the Dodgers forever, and I don't think that Milwaukee will do anything or, I don't know, the Diamondbacks. So Well, it's, it's the winner of the Diamondbacks and Brewers would face the Dodgers. And maybe the Brewers give them a contest. Maybe Yelich puts together, like, a Harper-like run. From last When's year, the last this time year. Christian Yelich was good. This year, he's he had this year. Like, he's not back to like MVP, but I'm pretty sure he's had a pretty decent season. Because like the shift, yeah, the shift. Honestly, that's probably save Nick Castellanos. Seriously, so Christian Yelich this season, 144 games, 278 batting average, 370 OBP, 447 slugging, 818 on base plus slugging. So he's not like back to MVP Yelich. But yeah. he's close, and that like that's what they needed is just him to get back at least within that range, and then next season maybe he takes that next step back to fully MVP form. Maybe there's an injury that we don't know about. Who knows? Um, maybe I don't know, but I I agree with you. Actually, people see the Diamondbacks as a dangerous team just because they're young and they may be like the Phillies of this year or whatever it is because they play with a lot of energy and like that's why like. Baltimore's probably going to have a crazy run on the other side, I think. But Oh, Baltimore's going to be they lack They lack some pitching. I think that people need to worry about Texas. Houston is always going to be there. Well, um, Texas is pitching. You want to talk about pitching concerns. Yeah. Texas has had but like worse. Their, their it, rotation is just so good, if healthy. So their like, rotation, but again, like, Aroldis Chapman blew a major save, like, just this past week. That yeah. would have, like, a possibly, I don't know. It's just... Overall, like if the Phillies get over the Braves, I think World Series. I I don't see the Dodgers rotation holding up against this lineup, and I don't know if Mookie. They don't and, have Urias anymore. They don't have Urias anymore. I don't know if Mookie and Freeman are really going to be able to sustain a high level of offense that they can carry this lineup. Basically, Who'd they lose to. They lost to San Diego. Okay. Yeah, and hmm. it wouldn't be the first time the Dodgers choked in the playoffs. Well, it all then rides on. Ken Kershaw in a like curtain call experience come yeah. back right yeah. and I mean like I I've always liked the Dodgers I have no hate towards them I mean my great grandfather was a big Brooklyn Dodgers fan back in the day and that's what my grandma always talks about cool story bro. yeah I know I tell it again right <laughs> so like but like I've always I've always liked the Dodgers Clayton Kershaw is the reason why I played baseball as a kid so I personally wouldn't hate seeing them rise but like yes the Braves are a big concern I think that Philly sweep this series 
I think it goes the distance against Atlanta three to two. It's either going to go the distance or they somehow find a way to sweep. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think those are the only two options for well, Phillies. I mean, I, let's assume like games one and two. I'm assuming the Braves are going to throw out one of their like remaining aces, like who, like Strider's n- number three on their uh, side, I think right now. But Max Freed and Elder are injured, right? Are on the IL. Freed is injured, and then uh, I thought Elder was fine. Elder could be fine. I honestly have no. But idea. there's one more. Who's the other guy? Kyle Wright. No. Um. Oh my goodness. How do I not know? They have one more guy that's like a pain in the Phillies' butt. Charlie Morton. Charlie yeah, Morton, they'll yeah, always yeah. go first, and then they'll probably go Elder, and then they'll go Strider, based off of how the season has went, and that's what they did last year, right? Uh, do they, after especially Strider said, I saw him earlier in the year say that MLB should get rid of the bottom bowl of fans because they're too loud and he can't concentrate? Did you see that? Dude, that was I think insane. I sent you that, yeah. That was insanity. And oh, I'm like, I think they're too loud. What? What, bro? Okay, sure, fine. Welcome. Come back. to Philly. Welcome yeah, back. Exactly. Like, and if if you take one of the games with their one of their aces that are remaining that are healthy, that's a huge blow because yeah. now the pressure's on the Braves to stay alive, just like last year. And you mean to tell me that Acuna isn't going to get desperate to take hacks, or Olson isn't going to get desperate to take hacks, yeah. and they start taking some chances, and then all of a sudden. You know, they're looking at shutouts. Like, I could easily see that offense getting really desperate and risky, and all of a sudden they they can't generate offense. I think that's with a lot of teams. Like, that are a lot of the – I think they play off the big play, right? They aren't more of a small ball team. They're doubles, triples, home runs kind of team. I know they have a lot of high averages, but for some reason all those hits are just bombs. So, like, who knows how Atlanta has just been consistently at the top without any turmoil or anything. Some, they even salvaged the Freddie Freeman situation somehow, which is crazy to me. But it's how fast can they get these starting starting pitchers out? How fast can you get Charlie Morton out, who he's either really bad against Philly or really good. There's no in-between, and I think his last two or three outings he's been really good. So, as my father says, the law of averages eventually brings down to everybody. And, I mean, Strider, he's had two amazing outings in a row against Philly, and we'll have to see what happens with that. And, honestly, the Braves have been hitting very well, but I think the Phillies won the last two games against Atlanta. So Yeah, I think it was one of, it was the – what was that last series, right, yes. that they swept? And, um, well, the Phillies' bottom line is, after watching the last two series against Atlanta, I am no longer as worried as I was because about two weeks ago – before they played them in that first series, even though they lost the series at home, I'm more confident in their ability after the Nick Castellanos diving play in the ninth inning to throw the guy out at home and basically save the game. They go to extras, and I listen to the Braves broadcasters cry, saying, <laughs> oh, it looked like they had it. They came back, but Nick Castellanos broke our hearts because I, I was watching on Stream East because I don't have cable here. But I, I just listened to their broadcasters' hearts break, and it was incredible <laughs> and I'm, I'm not as worried about Atlanta anymore I really am not the only thing I'd be worried about is once you one Miami and then two once you make it all the way what are they going to do with Houston I would not I just wouldn't count on Houston making it back oh, they're just so good they're, they're good but this is the deepest the American League has been I think in years it is however like Tampa is like just the biggest question mark 
always, even though they almost won. But even if you take out, even if you take out Tampa, I still like Texas. I still like Baltimore, who we brought up. Uh, I like Baltimore, but again, they're I think they're too young. They don't have any leaders on their team. They may have young leaders, but I don't think that they have any like firm, high up leaders. I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm just looking at the bracket. I mean, obviously the Twins, not much. I could see the Blue Jays giving them a little bit of a run. I like the Blue Jays. I do, and I also I think that maybe the Rangers lose to the Rays. Because the Rays are the biggest question mark team, and then that's a division matchup between the Rays and the Blue Jays. That it doesn't matter how much better the you mean the, Rays the, Orioles, and the Orioles? Orioles. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter how much better the Orioles are than Tampa. In my opinion, it's a lot. It's a division matchup that none of that matters. It's the same thing with how the Phillies were last year against Atlanta. Like, let's be honest, Atlanta was much better than them last year, but it doesn't paper. matter. Yeah, it does, well, doesn't matter. Well, like, and that's when it, kind of bringing it back full circle. That's why I don't. I'm not threatened by the Braves because. I think they could just easily be that team that walks in chest puffed and then all of a sudden you're down 2-0 and it's the bottom of the sixth and you got to generate some offense. Like that's what I think people don't understand or don't aren't really paying <clears throat> paying attention to. Like yeah. this idea that Acuña who's been <laughs> running through the league I, I I don't mean to like keep harping on Acuna. I just he's the face of the team. He You're does, a big Acuna hater. I'm not a I'm really not sometimes. Ah. Other times I do hate him. <laughs> but like I just think he's that classic dude that just has his chest puffed during the regular season and thinks that he's the shit. And then all of a sudden the playoffs roll around and he can't do anything. And so um, like, you gotta face that. And he is the reason why they gonna, won that original world. What are you series, gonna count though? on that? His defensive effort? He's not much of a he's not gonna bust his ass down the line to first on a ground ball. I, it's like this is all just crazy because I think he's just so good. He is good, but when he tries, it's my biggest pet peeve with LeBron. When he tries, he's good. But he does not try twenty four seven, and that's why people will. You only always, need him for the last eight minutes of the fourth that's quarter. That's why people will always pick. Some people will always pick Jordan over him. Some people will always pick Kobe over him. That's for the reason. And when is that going to show up? It's going to show up at least once, if not multiple times. You mean to tell me that like, a, like, the whole team, which is pretty young for the most part, isn't like relaxing on their bye week? Like no, yeah, I think the bye week hurts teams more than helps. I yes, saw, it I yes it helps pitchers, but I think it hurts hitters. I saw a report that they're gonna do like simulated games and fans can actually like go in and watch, like to amp amp up the intensity. And I'm like, a simulated game in Atlanta in front of two thousand people is not nearly gonna replicate a playoff atmosphere in Atlanta, let alone in Philly. Tell me you're scared of going to Philly without telling me you're scared <laughs> of going to Philly. Exactly. So I don't know. Do we have anything else? Is are the um, Blue Jays in the same division as Houston? No. They're not. They're in the, the, the East. Yes. Okay, so nobody in Houston's division is in, correct? Correct. The them. Mariners had a chance, but they finished two games So out. that makes me sad because if they were, then you could have had a second-round matchup Bro. of all divisional battles, Dodgers. Oh, wait, no. No, yeah. yeah if the, the Brewers, Diamondbacks. If or the, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. If, if the they Diamondbacks it, beat the Brewers and if and the bottom the one through the, that's going to happen with Atlanta anyway yeah. and then Tampa and or yeah Tampa and Orioles and then if oh cuz did they just miss it with like the last game yeah it was that last series Seattle had and Seattle finished two games or they finished a game out of Toronto 
and that Toronto had card. the last spot, yeah. And, and yeah. who did they lose to in the last game? They got swept by the Rangers and then lost a series against the Astros. And they won that last series against the Rangers. But I think by the time the Astros series was wrapped up, it was pretty much That's unfortunate for them. Pretty much done. Yeah. It sucks. I can't believe the Cubs choked, too. That's crazy. And I was actually scared to play the Cubs as a Phillies fan because I think their pitching staff is the most dangerous out of all uh, three of the wild card teams. I think Steele is very good. That that trio of Suzuki, Swanson, and Bellinger, that did strike some fear into my heart. And they don't have to play the shift anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And their their pitching staff is very good. They still have Stroman. They still have Steele. They have one more guy who's another young guy. Um, They have another Japanese guy, don't they, on the mound? The Cubs do? Yeah. Yes, yes, they do. I don't and know. And he's a name. beast. Yeah, that doesn't matter. But, like, th- that scared me more than the Marlins. So I am more confident that they're playing the Marlins than the Cubs. But I still hate division games because <laughs> anybody can win. Coming from a Steelers fan watching, the Steelers always lose to the Ravens in the playoffs at home. Exactly. I hate uh, it. So realistically speaking, Phillies playoff chances. We know the ceiling can be that they win the World Series. Realistically, this year – I think they win it all. I'm not going to lie. I think realistically they make it to the NLCS and lose. That's a realistic situation. That is a realistic situation. The most unbiased thing of any reporter would be that the Braves beat them next series, but I think that they still find the way. See, but this is where I think. Everyone's picking the Braves, and that gives me almost more encouragement that the Phillies are going to win. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. Of course. They always do. So I, I think the most realistic thing is them losing to the Dodgers. Or the Actually, I think that they'd beat the Dodgers and they'd lose to the Brewers. I think that they would lose to the Brewers. The Dodgers would lose to the Brewers? I think that the Phillies would lose to the Brewers if they had to play them. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, wait a minute. What? They have Corbin Burns. They have a ton of pitching. Um, Hayter's not there anymore. He's in San Diego. Correct. So, But I still think that they had a better closer than Hayter when they traded him. That's why they did yeah, it. Yeah, that's why they did it. So, anyway. like, I think that... They would lose to the Brewers because the only reason why the Phillies win games is once they get the starting pitcher out, they always just get on relief guys. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. All right. That'll be the story of can they get the starters out. That's pretty much. Uh, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. A lot of tangents in this one. This is a, a lot this, of side I quests. Didn't, so much ADHD, man. Listen, <laughs> blame the iPhone. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't it's know. It's Gen Z. It's, yeah, all right. it's all good. All right. Catch you guys in the next episode. Go Red October. Go Fightins. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm.